Welcome to Shift with CJ. I'm your host CJ and together we will explore the areas of health, human performance, biohacking, psychology and much more that will inspire you to become the best version of yourself. Hello and welcome to this special episode of the Shift with CJ podcast. Today I have the honor to have a good friend right next to me, but he's not just a good friend. He's worn multiple hats. He is a great leader. He is an entrepreneur. He's a great speaker. He is really deep into psychology, performance, sports psychology, and he's worked with some of the top athletes, companies around the world, teaching them how to become the best version of themselves. And today he's here in the biohacking studio to teach you how to become the best version of yourself. Everyone, Please join me in welcoming Maximilian Machiner. Did I get it right this time? Yeah, absolutely <laughs> perfect. Thank you. So Max is it, yes, so for this conversation we're going to refer him as Max. Yeah. Thank Max, you. welcome. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine, really. Thank you. I've been okay. now for one week in Dubai, you know, so it's beautiful. I'm so glad you got the time to come here for that one weekend in Dubai. Um Max and me go back a couple of months ago so i'll tell you a story everyone i first met max online because we were looking for a great speaker for the world biohack summit that i organized a couple of months ago and max's profile was so interesting when i looked at it i was like this person looks very overqualified to come over here <laughs> you know he's done so many things books he's is uh, trained so many people you know first when i got your profile i was just like telling to one of our colleagues will this guy come for our show and then they're like yeah ask him so you had a great presentation throughout the world biohack summit and since then we've become friends and today i have max here for a special reason we're going to talk about peak performance in organizations and truly what is not happening in organizations so max first tell us how did you get into all of this you could have chosen everything how many years you're doing this for uh, i've been doing this for 15 years now 15 and, years and uh, how did i come to this point yeah this is quite interesting because i was a top manager mm-hmm. so i studied economics i studied psychology and then uh, i became a top manager at uh, different uh, huge multinational companies I was also partly owning these companies. We were active in the multimedia and uh, interactive business. Everything which is uh, interactivity was in Europe, let's say around 2000, a uh, huge hype. And mm-hmm. I was leading companies. They uh, belong to the German Telecom mm-hmm. and also to RTL, which is the leading uh, television channel. And I was the CEO. And uh, I had a very, um, very successful life from outside. Uh, having a great position, beautiful family, two kids, uh, then three kids later. And then um, 2005, uh, I got a very special moment to experience. It was in Prague at the airport. I was standing at the airport and we, we had it was Friday afternoon, so we had to get the last plane. And uh, my colleague was uh, in front of me, just uh, uh, running to the terminal, you know, and uh, I couldn't go further. 
So I stopped and I had the feeling I'm paralyzed and I didn't know what to do. I was lost. You know? And then the crowd, you know, and everything I can remember so precisely each, each moment, each, each of my feelings. And then uh, I just said, okay, uh, either uh, I will die or I will get the plane, but I didn't understand what, happened, what is basically happening to me. And then uh, finally, certainly we got the plane and I sat down in the seat, you know, and I was just looking uh, out from the window. And uh, the first time in my life, this, this question came up, why? Why do you do this? You know, so what does it mean for you to be important, to have a driver waiting for you uh, every morning, making money, uh, having uh, uh, a beautiful career, basically, and everything nice from outside, but Internally, you know, I was basically at the end of my capacity. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was the moment. My wife is a medical doctor. So I went home and, had, and said, um, so I told her what happened. She looked at me and said, yeah, you're, you're absolutely healthy. Mm -hmm. uh, it can't be anything. So and they had different uh, medical examinations. They told me that I have panic attacks. And that was the point when I understood that uh, I've understood many things. First of all, that we men, we are not, not of iron, you know, mm -hmm. not of steel. Uh, the second thing was that I understood that position, career, and everything is worthless when you don't feel well. Okay, mm -hmm. so we are talking not about wealth; we are talking about well-being. Uh, and the third thing, uh, what I've um, experienced was that uh, I understood at this moment what we do, what we, um, yeah, what we do wrongly in the enterprises. You know, mm -hmm. so what managers have to face every day what type of chaos, what type of stress, what type of uh, uh, challenges, you know, and this is too much. And that was 2005, 2008, and so on. And the situation became worse and worse. So 2012, uh, in Germany, for example, the state, the government, has declared burnout as the national disease. Can you imagine? Well, 2012. That's big. And uh, so... 2008, I made the decision to, to leave the company. Everybody was looking at me like, hey, man, are you crazy or what? I mean, you, you can't get you it better, it you know, you have it all. And I said, no, I would like to change. I would like to help people. And because I was studying psychology before, I said, I would like to get back to this point. I would understand what they're doing wrongly and how could I help to support people to make it differently because this, how enterprises are working now, it's absolutely... Uh, disaster and uh, a big threat, a big threat for everyone. Mm -hmm. What did you do after you got the panic attack? So from 2005 to 2008, did you change certain behaviors or certain attributes about yourself that helped you to make that choice? Mm. Very good question. Uh, certainly you try, you try mm -hmm. always. And uh, uh, first of all, you don't show it, you know, so uh, you don't talk about it. You know, I was always uh, very much related to sports to fighting sports as you that mm -hmm. we're talking about a lot. And uh, so for me, it was a big mistake, for example, so it turned out then, uh, later and I understood that in the last four years, I, I missed training. Mm -hmm. So between 2001, 2005, I didn't do any training because I was so much focused on work. And this is what I experience now when I'm talking to managers and talking to teams, big enterprises, asking them, there are 10, 15 top leaders, you know, asking them, so please raise your hands, who is doing regularly sports? And only one or two, mm -hmm. on, only one or two show up. So that was, that, that, that was what I done. So what I did was um, 
got back to sports immediately. Uh, and then it was very uh, interesting. It was subconscious. I didn't know that it would have a real effect on impact. me, you know, an impact, but it had. And uh, I will tell maybe later about this, how important it is. So um, that was taking over control, um, for example, over my body to get back to normal. Then uh, uh, certainly yoga, uh, meditation helped me a lot. And that was at that time, I have to tell you, because uh, other generation for you, mm. is it normal? But I'm telling you that it this was abnormal. Time, abnormal, <laughs> absolutely. And people, <laughs> I can remember, it was like uh, people looked at me. I went to a yoga studio. They were only women, mm -hmm. only women, 2002, 2003, you know. And then uh, I had to travel a lot to New York and then other places in the world. And then one time at a Harvard club in, 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 in New York, the receptionist told me, go up upstairs, and, uh, I don't know which floor, you will find a yoga studio. I mm -hmm. went up and there were about 80 people, only two women, only men. You know? oh, wow. <laughs> that was the point for me. Ah, okay, so this is something. I think the people important. in that room were like forward thinkers because I can imagine just about 10 years ago, if you tell a high-level executive that, hey, you need yoga, they're either going to laugh on your face or they're not yeah. going to, they're going to boycott you, not talk to you. Yeah, they, they would say, you're sick or what are you doing? There's a female sport or something, mm -hmm. the stupid things, you know. So I started with yoga and uh, with meditation and uh, it helped me to meet the right decision. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I became conscious about the situation. I became conscious about many things. And that was the moment, 2007, uh, there was a moment when I met uh, Inametrix, this is, uh, this is an enterprise, and I've been working now for more than 15 years uh, because uh, I, I've never expected to work with them, but I, I, I filled in a profile, a personality profile, and uh, this profile showed me exactly what I did wrong. You know? So all the adaptations, what I had, showed me also why I was not able to realize certain aspects of my life and so on. And slowly. And this decision-making point that was so important, if I would have stayed in, in, in this company, you know, and then worked long, I mean, uh, maybe 2012, I would have died. I, okay. I don't know, you know. So. Wow. And good thing is you were conscious enough to understand that part. And yes, exercise, yoga, sports, martial arts, these have so much more benefits than just you know, losing calories, it helps your cardiovascular system, it helps your neurological system. And the thing is, for anyone who's listening, if you're a manager or top manager, you don't need so much. The World Health Organization recommends over one, about 150 minutes of exercise, that's like 20 to 30 minutes per day. And sometimes, if you're just sitting for eight hours a day, going for a 20 minute walk will also help. Mm. But you know, other things like lowering down of blood pressure, lowering down blood glucose levels, type 2 diabetes, all of these things can cause inflammation in the body. And when you are chronically rising your inflammation, that is actually contributing to aging or your heart not being able to work well or your mind not being able to work well or your kidneys not being able to work well. And when this happens, you could either land up in a panic attack or into some other situations. But you mentioned something very interesting, which was burnout and this burnout disease. So for someone who's listening, I think burnout, if you haven't looked into the technical definition, could be subjective because everyone has a different kind of resilience to stress. So can you tell us what burnout is? And um, yeah, let's start with that. What is burnout? And in this region, so you've worked in Europe for 15 years, what do you think 
are people in UAE also having burnouts? Uh, I'm answering the last question sure. first. Yes. Okay. Yes. We see here many, many, many challenges. And uh, it has a certain reason. Uh, very, uh, the the fast-paced uh, working style, also this very multinational culture, which is very positive on the one side, but on the side certainly uh, uh, many misunderstandings, very mismanagement and so on happens. And uh, um, so this is for sure. We can talk about it maybe later. But what is burnout? Burnout basically is something that even medical doctors can uh, diagnose easily because mm-hmm. this is something, this is a sum of different symptoms. Uh, as you said, this is very subjective. Um, what the, for me, the most important, and uh, I think this is really the, 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 the quintessence of understanding what is burnout is understand that burnout doesn't mean that you don't have any power more. It leads to that state, physical and mental state, but at the beginning you feel a lot of energy. You do a lot. You are not able to stop. And you want to do more and more and more. And you sacrifice yourself and you don't realize it because it makes fun. It makes fun to you. So there are two different uh, type of, of um, let's say, how you can get to this state burned out. And this is one, for example, you, you're having a very bad job and it makes you uh, crazy and sick and, and then you are suffering every night when you go home, you can't sleep, you hate your boss, uh, you can't communicate, really your pain and so on. And then it leads certainly to a certain uh, a type of burnout, but the other type of burnout, what I see many, many times, the top managers is that they do too much. They can't stop. You know, they're absolutely unable to stop. They can't breathe. They don't know about uh, the simplest techniques like mm-hmm. breathing, for example. How can I calm down within one second and so on? And um, I would like to tell here very important uh, uh, about a study that we did in Germany with a clinic in Hamburg. And uh, I'm working uh, as a psychologist also with uh, uh, bigger teams, individuals, and with uh, personality profiling. And uh, they wanted to know how we could, uh, or if we could see some elements of, uh, or characteristics for people who are burned out in general. You know? mm-hmm. So we have tested 3,000 people uh, approximately. And um, what they have found is... <laughs> Highly interesting because they led also the conversation, the psychological treatment and, and all the, the, the session with them. And the question was, uh, what led you to be in this burned out uh, situation? And the one common point we could define, and you won't believe what it was. This is about connection. Lack of connection? About connection. Mm-hmm. So three types. These people were absolutely not connected to themselves mm-hmm. for many, many years. This could, these people uh, lived uh, very slowly, so they were uh, absolutely uh, without partners, you know, uh, uh, lonely, basically. Or these people had a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. So it is everything about connection. So what, once you can change this and realize this, you did a lot. Wow, it's interesting because a lot of the times one thing that people ignore most of the times there will be managers that will go to the gym and maybe gym way too much or go for too many crosser classes or go for triathlon yeah but one thing that a lot of people ignore is this piece of community or connection mm-hmm. and when we look at the blue zones or people who have 
lived for a long time, sanitarians, hundreds, super sanitarians, above 100. So these are areas like Ikaria, Sardinia, Okinawa, Loma Linda. And one of the most common traits that they have is that they embrace connection and community. All of them share a special relationship with their neighbor, people who are living around them, their family, and they do things together. And that is one of the reasons why they can live for longer periods of time. It's a community and the connection. And it's so interesting because if you take in a scientific lab, if you take a human cell and you put it in a Petri dish away from other cells, it's going to die faster. When you take a group of animals and you isolate one, the isolated one will die faster. And as humans as well, we have always lived to be with evolution in communities, in tribes, holding hands, hugging each other. And the more you take people away, this again would lead to burnout, would lead to things like depression, would lead to things like anxiety. And we're seeing this, we were talking about this right before that, you know, mental health crisis has become the, you know, talk of the town. In fact, I was reading somewhere that in 2050, yeah, 2050, one in four people will have mental health there will be a mental health pandemic that it's insane. This is like 20 or 30 years from now. This is now the, the number one killer. Mental health. Mental health issues. Yeah. Managers, mental stress. So okay. Number one killer. So when we look at organizations and we look at, let's say, you have worked with some of the big organizations all around the world and especially in Europe. Do you think burnout is... Burnout can be one of the reasons for mental stress. Let's not call it disease because it could be an extreme, but yeah. mental stress. What are some of the other things that you see that causes mental stress in employees or in teams? Look, stress is for sure one of the key factors. But mental health, you know, this is very, very subjective. This is really something that you can assess if you look at people, you would never think, as, as I told you before in my story, uh, uh, no one would have thought, you know, that I'm, 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 I'm suffering or struggling with issues. So this is very subjective. What we can see is that um, the workload, mm-hmm. the fast pace, and the huge, and this is the key point, the huge adaptation in the behavior, what people make subconsciously, basically every day, this is what kills them. Mm-hmm. long term and I'm not just formulating I just would like to be very clear and bring the things to the point that's why I'm seeing killing certainly uh, and then this thanks God it, it, it doesn't happen mm-hmm. uh, uh, that often but basically to certain diseases for sure so stress-based diseases and uh, uh, the adaptation is something that makes the most with you because uh, you lose a lot of energy and what you were talking about, highly interesting, is also, you know, that the Harvard study, which yeah. is the longest study on, on longevity, and says the same, you know, that uh, being connected to people. If, and this study says that if you have only one person you have been connected to, very strong in, 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 in your life, uh, can save your life, basically, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Crazy, really. And uh, uh, why, why, why do people buy dogs? For the connection. Yeah. This For is a lot the of lonely of people, flag. yeah. Yeah. The lack of connection and yeah. plus, you know, caring for someone or someone being there with them all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the more we're entering in an age of AI, and by the way, Max and me, an AI podcast you listen to with Tom Bilyeu, 
amazing. I finished it, it last is, night. Yeah. And it also goes through these points that, you know, now more and more of us are depending on technologies. Technologies can help us be productive. Technologies can help us find out more about ourselves. But trying to replace connection with technology is is not probably the best way ahead. What do you think? <laughs> no, for sure not. For sure okay. not. So what can, let's talk about connection. What can teams or companies do to build more connection within their team? Because we can talk about so many companies and I mean, starting from smaller companies to bigger companies with maybe 5,000 or 10,000 employees where, you know, some of them have stationed their enterprise in such a way that they're, they're living in different countries. Maybe they're doing remote work and they jump on a few calls on Zoom and no one is really connected. So what can companies do to bring this connection? Being connected doesn't mean we should be friends, you know, mm -hmm. in, in the enterprise because this, this is absolutely impossible. Uh, what do you need for being connected? You need trust. Mm -hmm. And uh, in companies, what we face is uh, a huge lack of trust. So people don't have trust to each other. If you work in a bigger, very multinational environment, like uh, Dubai at the moment, for example, there, uh, to establish trust costs you a lot of energy and time. Mm -hmm. Because uh, this is not so easy, you know, because we have language barrier, we have cultural barriers, differences, and so on. When you don't see the advantage of that, so you don't see the advantage in being different, then you will face a problem, you know. And uh, that will be the lack, lack of trust, so this is the first. And the second is that everybody should do the best. It means everybody should work in an environment which fits, basically, totally, with uh, their talents, mm -hmm. motivations, behavior. So you should be placed at the right place. And uh, I was talking about adaptation. And the second point is being inauthentic. Mm -hmm. And this inauthentic uh, way of living makes people so sick. If you look in Dubai, also at many other places in the world, I see Dubai now, and I'd love to be here, and that's why I'm very, very <laughs> engaged to, to support here, because I see how, what I can see here now, that was basically in Europe uh, 12 years ago, the situation, 12 years ago. So we are running here uh, into a big uh, problem, I guess, when we don't face and don't talk clearly and very, very honest about things, issues like uh, uh, cultural stress and so on. Uh, what I wanted to say is that the being in, in, in authentic, uh, can you imagine that we did a study with 198,000 people? 198,000 wow. people within a matrix. The study, the name of the study is What's Your Genius? Mm -hmm. And uh, they did this personality profile, and with that personality profile, we can assess uh, 165 talents, different talents, mathematically, mathematically precisely. So, and we wanted to see what makes top, top performers different. Mm -hmm. So if I'm taking the crowd, you know, seeing people on the street in Dubai and taking what makes people the real top performers different? What do you think? How many of these 165 talents were different that people, they are really top performers, top achievers? In terms of a percentage out of 165? Oh, oh, oh how, how, how many of them? Mm, I would say out of, out of 165 would be 20? 30, 30, 20 to 30. Mm -hmm. Okay. I ask him always this question, and this is so funny. 
just think about it now. Yeah, everyone <laughs> think listening. about it. Pause think it. about it. I give you one, two, three seconds, and I'm having a great news for you. None. No way. None. I'm telling you why. Because we all have, we all possess the same talents. This is not mm -hmm. about, this is not the question of having the talent or not. But certainly uh, that being authentic means that you have a very high self-awareness, self-knowledge. And this is what makes these people, they are really highly successful, different. They have a very high, a very, very high level of self-knowledge. It means that we are saying that you should know yourself above 90%. If I'm taking a normal guy in the suite, maybe 30%. Mm -hmm. uh, Mid-management, it has been assessed by different psychological institutes. They have self-awareness, self-knowledge, let's say between 50 and maybe 65, 70 top manager 70, but not more, you should know yourself 80 or 90% sure. So these people know themselves 90% and they're staying always authentic. What does it mean? They would never take on a job, you know, never accept a position or something that doesn't fit with their real mm -hmm. talents, their nature, their habits, traits. So being self-aware, having a very high level of self-knowledge and being authentic, this is the secret. So would you say then like one group of people that come to my mind are like top athletes because top athletes, they know their talents and they are self-aware enough to dedicate their life into one specific sport or one specific tournament. So would you think that, you know, the top athletes, they meet this criteria? If they are uh, Rafa Nadal, uh, who is uh, almost a neighbor of mine, yeah, uh, he, uh, 100% sure. Rafa Nadal could be also a golf player with less success. You know, but we are talking about athletic performance and athletic, uh, so physical condition, physical performance, physical talent is something different. I'm talking okay. now not about cognitive issues or not, not about uh, um, physical issues. I'm talking about mental, mm -hmm. uh, we call it neural network, what you have in your brain. And this neural network should be, uh, and, and this is established that any person in the world, let's say uh, when you achieve 20, 22 years, so when you get 22 years old, then this neural network is established and won't change that much. Your behavior can change every 20, 25 years if you don't do anything. But if I'm talking about coaching, I'm talking about psychology, that's why we call it behavior psychology, because everything what we can change at people, this is basically on the behavior level, so uh, so we can change it. Motivation change between eight and 10 years, but very slowly, just a little bit. If you have dramatic event in your life, then certainly faster. And the talents, as I told you before, um, they are quite stable. But this is not about your inner self. Your inner self changes very fast. This is your self-esteem, this is your role awareness, this is your self-direction. What does it mean? It can be that, uh, let's take it that way, there's a, there's a top athlete, uh, a top athlete, and he's starting to work with a different trainer. And this trainer, and you can see it from the history, it happened many, many times, even to big, big, big guys, and they don't find uh, the common language, you know, mm -hmm. they don't. And this athlete will, 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 will have less success and uh, puts maybe more effort, but less success, you mm -hmm. know, into the, into the game. So what does it mean? Uh, not only your talents are important, but also the environment. Mm -hmm. And this is what can change people, people, or the environment. The environment. Yep. 
Yeah. And the, the environment means also people. So it means that you are all the time you are combined and, and uh, related to others. And that's why this is so hardly important. And if managers who ask me because of the stress, enterprises face the huge problem that managers are not really authentic. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of problems. I always compare them to a hamburger, which is not a very nice, sorry for that, but you can imagine, just make it very visual. Yeah, we can we can talk about a healthy hamburger with brown <laughs> bread. Healthy, yeah, me, a, a veggie, yeah. So, but it's about, you know, you have the bread and in the middle, you have meat or the, mm. uh, the, the veggie burger. And then you have also cucumber and ketchup and, and mustard and everything. So they have pressure from, 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 from the button mm-hmm. because the employees are asking them for, for being responsible. Then they get pressure from above. And then in the middle, they have, they are, they, the, the, this is the person basically, mm-hmm. but the ketchup, the cucumber, and so they're just, shh, you know, yeah. going away because this is the family, this is my private life, this is my house, you know, because this pressure is too much. And how do you balance that? And before you, before you answer that, I think, you know, what you mentioned about the environment is so important. Even when we look at health and health sciences, it's also true in our biology. We're all born very uniquely with a certain amount of, genetic information, DNA information. And most of that DNA information doesn't really change. And what happens is it's your environment. There's a whole field of science called epigenetics, which means how much of an impact will your environment have on you? And epigenetic is responsible for 80% of what you're doing in today's world. So for example, you know, if we look at the whole biohacking thing, then wearing blue light blocking glasses and watching television or, you know, going into a sauna, giving yourself heat stress or jumping into an ice bath, giving yourself cold stress, that environment will actually trigger certain resilient and longevity genes within you, which you might not get in like a comfortable environment like this. Mm -hmm. Smell, taste, people's energy. Max and me, we connect so well because somewhere or the other, we are, our energetic fields are matching. But you could also walk into a room where, you know, you probably never have met that person and you, the person hasn't, hasn't said anything to you, but you already feel that you cannot be friends with them. And that's because your heart has a electromagnetic field which can sense the environment. So what I'm trying to tell everyone is your environment is really important. We know that it is important in health, but it's also important in your workplace. So one of the things that you can ask yourself today is what kind of an environment am I in and what can I do to make this environment more favorable? So I'll let Max answer the, you know, what can, what can people do to make this much favorable? What can managers do, for example? I'm going back always to the basics and mm-hmm. people find it uh, sometimes annoying. You know, they say, yeah, but we know, we heard about it. said, okay, hearing about something is, you know that this is one thing but to know about it really and i mean you should go back and this is what i would like to ask you really go back to the roots and enhance your self-knowledge to the highest level so this is the first thing because if i have this self-awareness and i i will be conscious about my uh personal talents i mean strengths weaknesses and so on we don't call them strengths and weaknesses this is interesting Mm -hmm. we are saying you don't have strengths and weaknesses born with you we have talents and non-talents and if you build up on your talents so you will produce strengths Mm -hmm. but many people what they do and this is basically the mistake they will be depending on their non-talents and so they are producing all the time 
mm-hmm. weaknesses. So can you imagine a guy who is not willing to work with details? You know, he doesn't like it, but gets a job and all the time he has to do with a fact-based detail-oriented work, you know. After a while, he tries to do that because this is his, uh, his, his living, you know, this mm-hmm. is his uh, salary and so on. But it will make him, after a while, sick. Correct. Sick, for sure. Or a person who he is not, is a bit shy, you know, doesn't want to show up in a group, you know, talking or uh, holding, pres- holding presentations and so on. After a while, you can learn it, but it costs you a lot of energy because this is an adaptation. So this is about consciousness. And once I have this very high level of self-knowledge, self-awareness, then I can accept myself. And this is a key point. Only when I accepted myself, I can start to learn more about you, about my colleagues, about my employees, in order to accept that. Okay. So there's... These are the four steps. So basically what I'm hearing is, I'll paraphrase it, if you're in conflict with yourself because you don't understand certain aspects of your own self... And you're always trying to either compare yourself or trying to do something else, which is not naturally good for you. Yes, you can do it, but it'll be a struggle all your life. And what happens with struggle comes frustration, comes stress, and it turns down parts of your brain that are more optimistic. And one of the other things that came out from that study was optimistic people can live up to seven years longer than non-optimistic people. So your lens on the world changes and your lens on yourself changes because now you think that you're not you're working really hard and you're not getting there so therefore the problem is you but the problem is not you you've not just the problem is that you haven't given the right tool to explore what you're really good at and then use that so i think it's it's amazing if if all teams if all companies could and I'll, i'll give you guys a personal example in biohacking, I had an employee and this guy was a star in certain things that he did. But <laughs> I made a mistake. He was very introverted. I made a mistake of him of telling him, can you deal with a few clients? Two weeks later, he sent me his resignation saying that I'm so sorry. This is something that I cannot do. And I was telling them, I was telling him, why didn't you talk to me? He's like, you know that I'm introverted. This is too hectic for me. And that's the time I realized, I still work with him, by the way, that certain people like I need to invest more time and energy in understanding my employee because then using his unique skill set using his unique talent using his unique gifts in a certain way I can as a leader it's my responsibility to show them the direction and put them in some place that they enjoy I love it love it what you're saying yeah <laughs> and, and absolute this exactly this mindset we should need we should need you know And I think to get people this mindset, we need, and good thing is that we live in a society right now where data is so easily accessible and you, we have more ways of finding the psychology of someone, their talents, their strengths. So we need more ways to bring this information to people. And that's where I want to, I want you to tell us about you are more and you are more coaching and all of that, because just before this, we were going through a extensive report. Max was telling me, he sent me a, um, a couple of questionnaires from the inner metrics uh, profiling assessment. And with that, I could exactly see what are my strengths, what are my weaknesses, what I should focus on, what are my motivators, what are my drivers, and a big list of no-nos. 
which Max was explaining to me. And when you're equipped with information like this at a managerial level or at an employee level, then you have a very sharp intellect. Your intellect will already start being curious and start to explore those dimensions of you, which will make you a star performer. But again, let's go back to you are more. Can you tell us about the whole you are more? Okay, you are more is, is a brand that I have established. There's also a book um, that uh, has been published in, in, in Europe, became a bestseller, but it's, this is not the point. Why it became a bestseller? I think that that was 2014. And uh, I could address some topics that managers uh, uh, had in their mind at that time. And it gave them comfort. You know, it, it gave them a lot of uh, safety. And uh, this is basically, you are more, is not about being bigger, uh, wealthier, uh, uh, more successful. So not, nothing about this. You are more means that you, within you, have much, much more than you can imagine. And uh, I'm showing my clients a very, very simple way, basically, how to get to the point based on self-knowledge, using their own strengths, capacities. And uh, what you said before, very, very correctly, this is to explore much more, to, to, to identify uh, hidden values within you. And this is what we practice. And then we practice, and this is so simple. And last week, um, we had just a, um, a chat uh, as friends, and then we were talking about many different things. And you said that, um, yeah, Basically, change is simple. So people want to, to do a lot, you know, mm -hmm. but changes are often very, very simple. And uh, this is what I can state as well. So this is when you have the right information. That's why this word, I love it. Look, uh, we are working with a lot of data. I believe in data because data is objective. It brings objectivity to the table. This is what a manager can use in seeing and talking to the employee and saying, ah, okay, here I can see, can you... Can you confirm? Yeah, and they will say, yeah, sure, one hundred percent. So then we can this this uh, employee from you, yeah. you know, this colleague. Uh, I don't know how many years before uh, should have said, but yeah, look here, you can see this is the data mm -hmm. about myself. You know, I am not this guy. And said, so, oh, okay, sorry for that. You know what I mean? What we are doing is basically blind driving. You yeah. know, this is what most of the people are doing: blind driving in their own lives and also driving companies like this. You know, and this is the huge problem. So uh, if I'm having the data, out of this data, I can create information. Out of this information, we get knowledge. And you know what happens when knowledge meets experience? This is wisdom. This you is profound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, so this is what we will need. So you are more is focusing basically on the very, very basics. We start here and independently of your current status in life, of your current uh, career uh, uh, position, uh, everybody needs it when you didn't have it before. And then based on this, you can build it up and you will see that small changes like fine-tuning will give you an amazing uh, power. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I can talk about power because we're talking about energy that we can deliver it. So uh, this is what we have. So, yeah, this is in nutshell you are more. And this is what you can do with uh, individuals and also with organizations, with teams, because we see the team report, we see the team dynamics. Dynamic is a very important word. Because we have certain dynamics uh, uh, on the street. Mm -hmm. uh, we have certain dynamics in an organization. We have dynamics, and the dy dynamic can change, vary from day to day. And uh, this is what we should be aware of, absolutely. Great. I think there's also bigger hopes with 
a lot of um, after listening to the conversation with Tom Billu on AI coming in because now there do you think AI will be able to do the next set of recruitments and gather data about like the person and give us some sort of an information like would or it'll take some time like my question basically is with the whole AI coming in do you think us becoming better leaders better employees having more productivity in the organization i believe very much in ai so my company we are uh, already working on ai solution oh that's cool which is uh, really something uh, i hope so very sexy and then very very useful and uh, so i believe in um, in the topic i believe in the technology and everything what i don't believe in is the uh, is the huge expectation mm-hmm. uh toward ai i think that ai will change a lot has already changed a lot but the change will only happen when uh it triggers something within you mm-hmm. so the individual we always have a certain relation to ai and if you don't use it to, let's say the right way and i can't tell you how because this is what we don't know yep. at, at the moment you know this many many things are at the moment absolutely just uh in the future but when the people we use it or misuse this this uh, technology uh, then the technology will hit us mm-hmm. it, it 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 will hit back i'm very afraid of the consequences uh because uh did you see the movie her no i haven't watch this please watch the movie you can find it on Netflix this is about a man in nature is a man who is falling in love with a chatbot okay and this is oh it's funny because i her. in doing some of this ai research i came across i was looking for like autonomous ai agents and i landed up on one website i can share it with you guys in the show notes and basically there's a chatbot which on the website it says if you're lonely then here's your chatbot friend oh whoa, whoa. and you can share your emotions with the chatbot seems like a person and what was surprising was that if you have your new apple vision pro glasses which are augmented reality and virtual reality you can see them right in front of you oh yeah and this is i like, mean in this movie they have sex okay they have sex with each other so it's it's very uh very frightening so somehow mm-hmm. you know and also very at the moment just like wow what are they talking about but this is reality very soon it will be reality and that's why i'm very 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 afraid of this because yeah technology can uh, give you a solution for example if you are alone we know about people they have uh, they suffer very deep depression mm-hmm. and uh, they are very close to commit suicide certainly these people when they are not able to talk to other people about this problem a chatbot or mm-hmm. something you know that they can release this pain and so on could be absolutely beneficial but this is not the solution you mm-hmm. know what i mean so what disturbs me heavily in in our modern life is that we always find and uh, redefine you know uh, uh, old structures uh, put it into the very very high into the te- te- technology level and this is as a tool as a device as a, as a gadget as a, as a you know something in your hand certainly tangible yeah. you can play with that but it that didn't solve anything mm-hmm. and when you have a look now at the current statistics for example what mobile phones doing with youngsters you know with young people they don't have this control you know uh then the 
this is a huge problem. So can you imagine what will happen when you shouldn't move shouldn't move out of your home because you have everything. You, know, you yeah. put on these glasses and you have everything. You have huge presentations, you can have uh, sex, you can have whatever. I, I think this is, for me, sorry for that, uh, this is sick. Yeah. The only thing what I can imagine, and this is what we are working on, to bring something to the table which is coming from real life, so we would like combine the, the real feelings and the real moment with people mm-hmm. uh, or, or within people with uh, um, a, a um, let's say, uh, a personal coach. Mm-hmm. You know? But this personal coach will be you. And this is important because AI makes it possible. I won't tell more about it right yeah, now. Yeah, we'll keep but, it like a secret. But this is, this is, which is possible that we don't use a different uh, third-party application or device or something. It will be you. And you will solve your own problems, you know. Yeah, I think and, the, and that 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 makes the thing very interesting. I think the only solution, AI is one tool, like you said, and there have been many tools, but the only solution is transformation of the person. Absolutely. And this will only come from learning, interacting, and engaging with your environment. And for this, you have to, of course, have learn better things, engage and be in environments that are supportive be with people who are supportive, who are looking towards a growth of the individual. And I think a lot of the times when we're looking at bigger companies, if you're working with Google and Facebook and Microsoft, maybe they have certain procedures in place which looks at the growth of the employee. But the reality is most places around the world are looking at the growth of the business, the profitability of the business and the employee their skills, their passions, their talents are often ignored. And this is why we also see, I can talk about Dubai, that a lot of people, and I know like, you know, it's a very good thing. Like we're from different generations and we can, you know, talk about each other's experiences. I know for sure in Max's generation, it would be normal to work in a company for 10 years or 15 years or 20 years even. But in today's generation, especially in these fast moving places, People are jumping from one position to the other position. So the ability to retain employees are nearly lost. And, you know, what are your thoughts? Why, why is that happening? Why do people not able to stick to? Mm, different factors. One important factor is that we can, what we can see worldwide is that we tested in the, in the last um, couple of years over 6 million people. So... We have a quite a benchmark, you know. So yeah, when uh, I saw that number, I at first thought I was reading it wrong. I thought, is it six hundred thousand or six? No, six, six. We have six million reports okay. in the day, so we can prove it. So this is yeah. nothing but. And uh, um, so what we can see is that the individualistic value is becoming more and more important in in many societies. What does it mean being individualistic? That you are for freedom, you are for independence, you are uh, for uh, autonomy, you are uh, uh, you are not willing to be managed. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't let other people managing you. So uh, when I'm saying that, it's clear that this is, for example, one of the key reasons for for having so many single persons. They don't find a real partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, for their lives because uh, they are very much uh, uh, the, the, the main passion what they have is freedom you know uh, being free being free of everything is certainly either uh, not possible or uh, you you can make it real but then 
at the end you will suffer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just telling you one very, very sad statistic. Well, this is not a statistic. This, this is uh, a future uh, 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 prognosis of uh, the World Health Organization. They're saying that you told about 2050. They said that in 2030, uh, the pandemic, new pandemic in the world, we were called loneliness. 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 Yeah. loneliness. So this is again back to the, mm-hmm. to the point uh, connections. So this is individualism, but I can see. And because the people are very individual, they, they, they don't have any fears more to move around in the world. And they have the borderless world, you know, when you can travel, work in different places and so on. So for employees, uh, for employers, it is very difficult to, to find a way how to motivate people to stay with them. But I'm telling you, even the younger generation, this is what I can see, that loyalty means something different. They are loyal to their own values, not to the brand that they're working for. But uh, as a manager, you have an easy job when you know them, understand them, you know, and give them what they will. And this is, for example, home office many cases just a very simple thing and or remote working for remote working but this is what people uh, now we are getting back to the um, to the original uh, pre-covid discussion you know should we let people to work from home or should we come to the office again ridiculous ridiculous we can know that this is personality mm-hmm. this is based on personality so i should know you i should know him her and so on and based on this information decide what type of work style would be good for you so um, this is uh, really ridiculous how blind we are driving, again, to, to, to this metaphor. And uh, the third thing what I can see is that we try to create our identity and the younger generations nowadays for sure between your digital and analog reality. Mm-hmm. And this is very heavy. If you see your friends on Insta posting, you know, whatever, how successful they are, which is not true. How about 80% it? of which, it is not true. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So, and uh, just look, look, look around the street, what type of uh, pictures people are taking from themselves. You know, they're going like this way in the street and then looking at uh, something nice and then staying, uh, hey, now, you know what I mean. So, yeah. uh, and this is fake. We are living in a fake world. And, you know, fake doesn't mean uh, that is it not uh, true. Fake means that it doesn't have any real value and this is the problem so if people see that they work for an enterprise and this enterprise doesn't show any value to the world for example uh you generation uh, my kids are uh, the 18 18 23 and they are certainly they're looking for something which makes sense for them for the future you know so they're not willing to work for an enterprise just because they have a nice label you know a nice brand and so on so this is about what you do your enterprise contribute to the world, to the future? So many, many different things came in, in the last years um, uh, as a topic uh, newly to the table, and most of the enterprises are not prepared for that. Okay. They, they, they are prepared for making money still. Yeah. Okay, but I, I also see a good future where we can, more and more companies will face this problem where you know people can start their own businesses, people can be in remote countries and to get all of them engaged in the same way, they will have to take some steps. And these are the steps that we can leverage with data. But I really like what you said, freedom pushed too far can bring suffering. And a lot of people don't realize this, especially in the younger generation. But you know, when we look at, even when we look at our lives, I always like to tell people that for every creature on the planet, nature has drawn two lines. 
there's a top line and a bottom line and the creature has to exist in this so you look at cheetahs which die quite often out of hunger they have fruit food all around them but they cannot eat it they are limited by nature on what they can eat you know similar examples in the animal kingdom all over but human being which is at the top of evolution is the only creature where nature has a bottom line but there's no top line but what we keep on doing is we like to create this top line for ourselves you're not limited by anything you can like he said you are more you can do so much more but we're like that bird who for years has been in a cage and every day someone comes and gives it food or like water and one day when the cage door opens the bird decides to stay there because it's more comfortable so uh, let me please say something to that we know it from biology that's why i love this metaphor because uh, we know it from biology things without growing are dying you know so we need growth this is for sure you need growth but not uh you know monetary and so not not the rest is important the quality is important mm-hmm. so if you're talking about growth many people are yeah but I'm, i'm i'm very sick of fearing that you know i'm tired of never said yeah but you want to have a better quality in of life life quality and so on and then the second thing is that what that that is so important what you said this talk is basically people doesn't see their own borders so this is absolutely just go 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 up 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 on the, on the other hand uh, this is what i realized that was the keen side that a high living standard is not equal to life quality mm-hmm. it's like you said right all our lives you waste so much time to okay i'm going to study and i'm going to get a good degree and you know university takes a lot of your years then you're looking for a good job then you're looking for a better job then you're looking for a better paid job then you're looking for your marriage and then you're looking for your kids life keeps you engaged in a lot of things thinking that okay now for me to have that quality of life or to be that happy i need to engage in another set of tasks but what is really true is not that way because even research shows us that it used to be $30,000 but now it's $75,000 above $75,000 where you meet your basic needs per year and you're able to go on one vacation and you're able to buy the car your happiness doesn't increase that's when people hit their midlife crisis and they go for more meaning or they go for more growth or they go for more impact because money is a great facilitator for a lot of things but it doesn't bring you happiness when we look at it in dubai like you know he said someone might take a very nice picture in front of burj khalifa but if you look at 90% of the people walking on the street looks like they're walking to their death grave you know their faces are like this they're not smiling and this happens in most multi uh, multi metropolitan cities like new york and london when you look at all of them they have great jobs they have great cars everything is great but still their experience of life and the quality of life isn't that great they might have everything but their experience are they experiencing life the same way yeah. as you know someone else no and that needs to change and i think the more awareness we can bring to people and this can start with companies and go i would even say go on to governments and you know it should be a part of the national strategy itself that how can we have more fulfilled people more people who are not stressed all the time thinking about work you know there needs to be work life balance and i think 
you know, you guys saw it in Europe and what, you know, with evolution, we learned from our mistakes. We learned from what we have seen. That's why case studies are so important. And I think if you can bring your experience into this part of the world and, you know, share it with everyone, we will be a few steps ahead. And that's what it takes. You might not be able to avoid the problem completely, but if you have a, like, if you and me start running and I tell you, like, I'm going to give you a 20 second head start. And if we're just running a hundred meters, like it's, you know, I'll try my best, but I will not be able to catch up to you. And that's your problems. So problems, frustrations. So invest in finding ways, whether you're using AI or you're using Google or you're looking at books. By the way, this is one of Max's book, The Six Pillars to Life. What you really need for well-being and happiness. So things like this, coaches, invest in something that will give you that head start. What do you think? I hope so. I hope so that we are right. I mean, we need a change of paradigm for sure. Mm -hmm. And now we have uh, amazing role models like him. Young people, they Thank live. You. Now, you, you walk the talk, and this is what I, uh, that was the first what I, I love that you, that you walk the talk, and this is very important, because I see many other people that are talking about different stuff, you know, but their, their, their life is, mm -hmm. is something else. So I hope very much that we can do uh, a real change. And uh, do you know what we need for that? Bravery. So mm -hmm. we need brave people, you know, because... Uh, people have fears. They have fears losing their jobs, you know, don't have enough salary and so on. And uh, uh, fear works like a muscle. So we can train it. We okay. can train it. If, if we couldn't train it, then you won't have stuntman. You wouldn't have mm -hmm. uh, fire, uh, how do you call it, fire, um, fire workers. Yeah. So uh, uh, you can train it. You can train it. Willpower, you can train so uh, there are many things, small changes, small changes, how you can trigger in your brain something that lets you to understand, huh, here, this is my moment. This is my entrance to the new me. Okay. And um, amazing. You know, we can talk for hours and hours and probably we'll do a second part of this podcast where I'll actually go through the six pillars. And some of these pillars are really interesting and we can focus on mm. that on the next podcast. But um, thank you so much for coming. Thank you uh, so thank much you. for sharing your knowledge, your experience, your wisdom with us. And I hope everyone who's listening, you guys got some good nuggets to note down. You know, ask your manager on how can you guys get connected more easily. Even if you don't want to go to your manager, find ways to get connected to your fellow colleagues. Learn a few things about them. Surprise them with something. You know, that's how it starts building up. It's one of those butterfly effects. You just start and then you see it keeps on or the domino effect rather. You make a very small step and then you'll see the impact will be quite a lot. And do that, invest in yourself, read a little bit more, be more curious, know that you don't have that top line, which doesn't mean that you keep pushing yourself, which just means that you're able to grow more, learn more, be more and that comes back to his website, youaremore.ae, correct? Yeah, youaremore.ae. I love that title. I think my dad would love that title because he's always talking about like, you know, how can you be more and yeah. So, yeah. but before I let you go, my one question to you is, let's say we had a time machine. We could 
fly back in time and you could go back Heck. to your younger self and give yourself one piece of advice what would that be it would be a question i would ask myself do you know how to eat an elephant and the answer is bite by bite mm-hmm. don't run ahead so we have to we have enough time in life but this time you should spend very careful and uh feel with you so that's why bite by bite by no slowly you have to keep the rhythm mm-hmm. but you have to be sure that you get to the point where you are consequent you are conscious and you are self aware amazing so young people who are listening out there or even older people be conscious be consistent and do things bite by bite which means do things at a pace but don't go out and do everything at once do it not slowly bite by bite that's something that we will use for our next podcast series how do you do things bite by bite max thank you so much for coming we've mentioned one of your websites which is youarmore.ae is there any other links or any other website where people can know more about you or this is good uh no in 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 english you can find this i i do really recommend it just to read and then you will uh know much more about the approach how we are working with enterprises also for individuals and this website you have as an individual probably the uh opportunity to fill in a profile and get a video serial to that which is for your self awareness very good oh, so that's you, great. you can book uh, via the website immediately uh, a profile and a video serial to that so which explains you behavior and your motivation it's, it's a big advantage enterprises can can look for other solutions and uh yeah on 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 insta I started for some months ago to 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 produce more content I didn't have time for that but I will do and I would like to build up a community with friends together like you you know and just uh to 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 share more information on that if you like it so I would be happy if you would follow me amazing we'll put the links on the show notes so you can follow Max and you'll have you know I would next time I would um, highly recommend we do what do you think we do another podcast on the six pillars of life would be an honor okay yeah, the next yeah. time you're here okay so you'll be find on 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 amazon.com okay yeah. amazon.com the six pillars of life here's the book and um thank you max for all the things you're doing for all the teams you've empowered for all the athletes you've coached thank you so much and this is me cj your host signing out of the ship with cj podcast everyone have a great day a great week a great lifetime ahead of you you know why because you're more you can do more Ciao. Your time and presence with us through this podcast is highly appreciated. If you want to learn more, then head over to our website www.shiftwithcj.com.